Do you need a new or optimized website for your indoor playground or soft play rental business? Well, we now have a team of professional web designers ready to help you bring your vision to life. Our designs marry your aesthetic with what's been proven to work time and time again in this industry. And since we only work with play-based business owners, we have designing high converting websites that can be a complete game changer for your revenue and income down to a science. And we make it really affordable. Head to the show notes for example sites and pricing information. And yes, you can get the professional yet beautiful website of your dreams on the website platform of your choice for less than $800. You can even book a free call with our web design team if you have questions or want to talk about your specific needs. If you want us to, we'll even do all of your tech setup and software integrations so you don't have to lift a finger. We look forward to helping you convert your vision into reality and in turn, convert more browsers into buyers. Head to the show notes for all of our web design information. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Happy Friday, Playmakers. So as you know, on Fridays, I usually like to give you a quick tip or a quick call to action, or something to help you with your mindset as you head into the weekend. But this tip, this tip that I want to share with you today is a really good one. So I really want your full attention today. And you know what? I am not even going to try and take credit for this one, but this is something that has helped me immensely in just the few short days that I've been using it. So just to give you a little rundown so you know what to expect, First, I'm going to share what the tip is, and then I'm going to give you some real-life examples of how I've been implementing this in my day-to-day life, as well as how I've been helping indoor playground clients implement it in their lives and businesses as well, just to get your wheels turning. Because one of the things I love about this tip is that it's so universal, and it can be applied to both your personal life and business life. So I was listening to one of my business mentor, Amy Porterfield's trainings this week. And since I've been learning from Amy since like 2016, I always assume that I've heard it all, but I still like to show up to her free trainings. I don't really expect to, you know, get anything new out of it, but I had a lot of people in Playmaker Society. And maybe if you're listening, maybe you're one of them. I had a lot of people sign up for this boot camp alongside me. So I really wanted to show up to this live training. Again, I was like folding laundry as I was listening, but this tip that she gave during the training stopped me in my tracks. So much so that I actually had a different podcast episode scheduled for today. And after the training, I was like, nope, I need to share this with my playmakers right now because it's going to give you the perfect mindset shift again as we head into the weekend. So I'm not going to, you know, get into all the details of this story that Amy shared, but I promise it has a point. So on this free training, Amy was basically telling the story of how she met her husband. And if you're not familiar with Amy, this is a really funny story. It's going to sound really salacious, but I promise you it's 
very, it's, it's really quite wholesome. But basically when Amy was working for Tony Robbins, I'm sure you've heard of Tony Robbins before when she was working for Tony Robbins, she had this really good friend in HR and this friend in HR was going through a divorce and Amy was also going through a breakup. And this friend who was going through the divorce said, you know what? You should date my ex-husband. And at first, you know, Amy was like, oh, you know, that feels weird, but it ended up really working out. And now they're married and they co-parent and it's just one big happy family. And the reason that she told this story is because that one connection that this friend that worked in HR made, it led to an explosive digital course business for her. So now she is a high-end matchmaker and she works with people in their 40s and 50s and 60s, find connections, you know, later in life. And this is her specialty. And again, it all stemmed from this one connection. And she saw what Amy was doing with her digital courses after she left Tony Robbins. And she did the same thing shortly after. But the point behind this story is that this friend who is now a high-end matchmaker, one of her favorite things to teach her clients is something she calls DSD. And DSD stands for do something different. Now, this is not a new concept, but I love how she phrases this, and I just love this story in general. So basically, do something different means that if you have habits that are you know, giving you a certain result, or if you've been doing something repeatedly in your business and you're not getting the results you want, or you know, even if you're, you have an unhealthy eating or drinking habit or something similar that is just not making you feel great maybe it's time to do something different, right? We all know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So again, I probably didn't do that story justice, but I've been using this DSD concept in my everyday life. And again, I'm gonna share some examples with you, but the reason that I love this is because it's so quick and easy to remember that it pops into my mind all the time. Like, for example, I was looking at my email open rates today and I was like, oh, you know, they've been pretty low lately. Like, what the heck is going on? And immediately my mind was like, DSD, Michelle, what are you going to do differently to yield a different result next time? So I did some research. I figured out, you know, what's working, what's not working. And I completely changed my strategy moving forward. So I love this little acronym because, again, it's designed to pop into your head whenever you're coming up against a roadblock or whenever you're feeling like you're in a rut. So how can this be implemented from an indoor playground owner's perspective? Again, I'm going to give you some examples of how I've been using the DSD concept to help some of my clients out of whatever rut they might be finding themselves in. So I'm going to give you three examples. So number one, one client that I had recently, a one-on-one consulting client, She was just feeling like social media has been such an uphill battle and such an energy drain, which we all know can lead to drains on other parts of our businesses. And it just wasn't getting her the results that she needed. So I spent some time, I went through her feed, I did a little audit of what she was doing. And I said, you know what? You really don't show you at all on social media. I see your space. I see these graphics. You know, everything's very clear. Everything's very branded, very professional, but I don't see you a lot. And that's what social media is all about, right? Being social and making connections and building relationships within our communities. And 
with our potential customers. So I gave her a little challenge. You know, I said, DSD, do something different. I said, first, I want you to share a family photo and I want you to tell your story. And it doesn't have to be all in one chunk. It could be in a series of posts, but I want you to share how you came up with the idea for your business. Share a bit about your build-out process and any roadblocks you had to overcome and maybe some funny stories. Like people always love the funny story that I share and it goes all the way back to my build-out process back in 2015. And our build-out at this point was already like three months delayed. We were really working against a deadline and that's because our ground actually froze before we could pour in our foundation And this set us back so far. So literally the day before our first party, we were painting. We had our floor installed. Like that's how much we came down to the wire. But I was so determined to not cancel this party. And I shared some pictures and some videos of like 10 of my neighbors and all of my family members and basically anyone I've ever met in my life, like hanging pictures, cleaning up the paint splatter, like doing all of these things because I was just so stubborn and I was not going to disappoint this child on their birthday. So I said, you know, if you have any of those funny stories or pictures or behind the scenes videos or anything like that, share it, share how you selected each toy in your space. What was that process like? Was it because your kiddos like playing with those things at your home or in play spaces? Is there anything sentimental? Share the story behind your business name. So recently on this podcast, you heard from Christine Hernandez, the owner of Allo Saratoga. And in that episode, in that interview, she shared the story behind her business name. And it was so powerful. And it was something that I had never heard before, even though I have been connected with Christine through Playmaker Society for years. So again, I said, share the story behind your business name. If it's powerful or if even if, you know, you came up with it in the shower because it rhymed or because, you know, your child said something a silly way and it stuck with you. So share that. And she did. And wow, did her engagement and results from social media spike. So I encouraged her to, you know, keep going with it the next day. I said, this is clearly working. So let's do more of what's working, right? And less of what clearly wasn't working. So again, let's take it one step further. I said, I want you to go live and I want you to answer some frequently asked questions that your business gets. It doesn't matter if anyone joins. It doesn't matter if people ask questions live because they typically won't your first couple of videos because they have to get used to seeing you live on camera. Just come with some prepared questions and get your face out there. And again, get people used to seeing you live on video and connecting with you. Because yeah, your first video is not going to be great. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to probably look a little bit awkward. I know my first couple of videos were absolutely terrible. If you go back to like my 2018 videos on YouTube, actually, if you go to my Play Cafe Academy YouTube channel, you can literally sort by oldest videos. Just watch even a couple minutes of those first couple videos. I have a completely different demeanor. I speak differently. I'm very soft-spoken. I seem very unsure of myself. And that's because I was. But your videos are never going to get better if you never start. I was so freaking nervous to put those couple first YouTube videos out there. And honestly, those videos that I'm a little bit embarrassed of, 
I've considered deleting them, but I leave them because again, it tells a story. It shows my progression. And again, you're never going to get better if you never start. So that was one example. The second example I wanted to share is that another client, a one-on-one consulting client was telling me that holiday events were just never a moneymaker for her in the past. And she was frustrated at the cost of hiring a Santa and she was just going to forego holiday events altogether this year. And I said, whoa, you know, maybe you don't need to get that drastic. Sure, maybe that is the answer, but maybe you should take a look at why the events weren't as profitable as they could have been. And DSD, do something different, right? And it turns out so many places in her area when she was doing her research already offer a chance to meet Santa for free. But, and here's the key part, these events are crowded, they're overwhelming, they're loud, they're chaotic. You know, I'm sure you get the picture. And it's like any free event, right? It always draws a crowd. It's always a little bit unorganized. It happens, right? So I suggested that she instead host a sensory-friendly holiday party, one without a Santa, because let's be honest, (laughs) a big, large man in a red suit can be really jarring to many young kiddos, whether they have sensory, you know, sensitivities or not. So she capped attendance. She planned a few, you know, very low-key activities, and she marketed it to her audience as a sensory-friendly event. And since she has a smaller, more low-key space that is already really geared towards families seeking this sensory-friendly environment, this really resonated with her current audience. And she's already selling a ton of tickets in September. And she's already considering adding more and more time slots, like on weeknights, times where she wouldn't be making money at all. And if you go back and listen to episode 97 of this podcast, I do talk about this strategy a little bit more about really leaning into your space's strengths to book out your events by really making them unique to your space and what is amazing about it. And plus, this client is going to be able to keep a lot more of the profits from her holiday events than in years past. Because again, she doesn't have to pay $300 an hour for a Santa to come visit. All right, number three, and this is the last example. So I had a client recently who loves doing balloon garlands and setups, but it was just feeling like such a time suck to drive all over town doing setups, especially now that she had opened a brick and mortar space and was having birthday parties all weekend long there as well. So I suggested that, hey, you know, now that your overall business looks different, maybe you need to... DSD or do something different in some areas, at least temporarily while you adjust. So I suggested that, you know, instead of running herself into the ground with these large on-site setups, that she instead allow people to purchase a garland or balloon columns or bouquets for a little bit less, but require them to pick them up on-site. So at her indoor playground location. And this was something that hadn't even occurred to her because her old way was working for a really long time. But again, once her business changed, the results that she was seeing changed. So she had to do something different. And she previously didn't have a location with storage where clients could do pickup, right? She didn't want to have them come pick up at her house. 
And while this change, again, may be temporary as she adjusts and goes through her growing pains and continues to hire, she was so happy to report back that she was able to serve many more clients this past weekend and not fall into bed Sunday night from exhaustion. She was able to be a more present partner for her husband. She was able to you know, have more patience with her kids. So again, sometimes these changes, even if they're temporary, can make huge impacts in a lot of areas of both our business and our personal lives and our mental health. All right. So those were three DSD examples from indoor playground owners. I hope those got your wheels turning, but I also wanted to share some ways that I'm implementing this DSD mindset in both my personal life and in my business. All right. So number one, it's not really a secret, especially if you follow me or if you listen to this podcast, that I've never really been a social media person. I always say, you know, I run ads consistently so that I don't have to show up on Instagram, so that I don't have to really ever post on Facebook. And that's one of my favorite things about paid ads. It frees up so much of my time and so much of my mental space, not having to worry about posting consistently because my ads are constantly finding new people on social media that way. And because I've been doing ads for a really long time, I have my strategy completely dialed in. However, I've really been challenging myself lately to do something different in this regard and post more. So I have a business mentor. I mentioned her a few minutes ago, and this was something that she kind of posed to me. She said, you know, you've been saying this for years, Michelle. You've been saying that you're not a social media person, but what if you just posted once a week? And I've been doing that. And guess what? I've gotten hundreds of new followers in the past couple weeks from posting consistently. And I've been making some really amazing connections and I have seen a direct impact on my business. And so now she said, you know, what happens if you post twice a week or three times a week? And I said, whoa, 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 like that is a little bit too much. So I had to take her recommendation and adjust it for my needs. So I hired a virtual assistant and one that's different from the one I'm already working with because social media is her specialty. And I said, you know, I can't really post three times a week. It's out of my bandwidth, but I have some extra budget now that I don't have to spend as much money on ads. And I'm going to try organic posting and see what happens. Because if I'm ever going to up-level my business and really make these valuable one-on-one connections with current and future indoor playground owners, I need to try different things, right? I've been saying the same thing for years. So what happens if I tried something new? If I broke out of my comfort zone and I'm also posting on TikTok, I'm posting on Instagram more. So I'm going to link my profile in the show notes. Again, I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone there, but I'd really love if you could give me a follow and show me some support there. Because again, this is something that I am really passionate about walking the walk on. So I'm going to be posting way more consistently on social media and measure the results and see what happens. All right, number two, and this is more personal, I'm changing up the content that I'm consuming. So over the last, I mean, honestly, couple of years since the pandemic, I have this habit of binging like an unhealthy amount of true crime content. Now, I love true crime content as much as the next person, but I just noticed that it kind of brings my entire vibe down and it makes me a little bit more anxious. It makes me a little bit more paranoid. And 
when I run out, I start paying for, you know, Patreon and I just, it got out of control. It got to this point where I was just listening to like hours of true crime content every single day. If I was folding laundry, if I was doing the dishes, if I was making dinner, I had, you know, this kind of dialogue going on in my earbuds at all times. So I challenged myself and I said, you know what? I noticed that this is really affecting my mental health and my mood. So I'm going to do something different. And I'm going to challenge myself to only listen to my two favorite true crime podcasts every single week. So I'm keeping morbid because that's a little bit more lighthearted. They talk about spooky stuff and it's not all, you know, true crime. There's a lot of really interesting things on that podcast. And like I said, it's a little bit more lighthearted. And I am always going to be loyal to Crime Junkie. I love Crime Junkie. So I told myself I'm going to stick to those two podcasts and everything else. I'm going to remove it from my podcast feed completely. I'm going to do like a detox. And instead, I'm going to challenge myself to listen to more business-related content, some more mindset content, some coaching content. And I started doing this actually a couple of weeks ago. This was before I heard the DSD tip because I just hadn't heard it in that context, in that framing that Amy gave me. But I knew that it was affecting me, so I knew something had to change. But now every single time I go to hit play on a podcast or on a YouTube video, I say, you know, hey, am I doing something different? Am I doing something to better my mental health or to grow or expand my knowledge? Or am I falling back into my old habits and just mindlessly listening to true crime, which is a terrible, terrible habit? And so now, again, every single time I go to hit play, I ask myself this question. So again, I really appreciate this little acronym because it is so easy to remember in the moment. So just, I'm going to pull up my podcast feed. This is a little bit off the cuff. So just give me one quick second. So some of the podcasts that I've really been enjoying lately that are business related are obviously Amy Porterfield's podcast. I've been listening to Alex Hormozzi's podcast. I've gotten back into Jenna Kutcher's podcast. I listen to Pat Flynn's con- uh, podcast. I listen to Donald Miller's and I kind of filter or excuse me, I rotate between them based on what the topics are. Some topics interest me more than others. But again, I've really been trying to focus on learning and growing and improving my mindset and mental health. So those are the podcasts that I've been pushing myself to listen to, as well as audiobooks. I've been really challenging myself to read more books, both hardcover books, like actual books and um, audiobooks. And that has really been such an improvement in my day-to-day mindset and mental health, again, as opposed to my old habits of just listening to, to true crime. All right. The third way that I'm implementing this whole DSD mindset, and this is the last one I'm going to mention, is I'm changing up my YouTube content. And this is something I wanted to mention. I was going to make like an announcement or and then I wasn't. I was just going to quietly change it. But I figured, you know, why not? Why don't I pull back the curtain and let you know, you know, what's on my mind and what I plan on doing in the future? So basically, I noticed that my YouTube content was getting a little dry. It's always been very educational, very actionable, but I noticed that that's like all I was doing and my views have been pretty low lately. And I was like, you know, how can I do something different to change this? So I decided to, you know, still, of course, do my educational content, but I challenged myself, you know, how can I make this more fun? How can I make this more engaging? How can I expand my audience and reach more people? So in the next couple of weeks on my YouTube channel, you are going to notice some different themes. 
So for example, I'm going to be doing a video about, you know, just five play structures that I love. I'm going to share some examples of, um, you know, cafe setups that I really love, just some lighthearted, more inspirational content. And, you know, maybe even some fun story times and behind the scenes vlogs and things like that. Because again, I noticed that my content was getting a little dry and honestly, for lack of a better word, boring. So head over to my YouTube channel and subscribe. It's just Play Cafe Academy. It's also linked in the show notes. If you want to see how that changing strategy is going to end up impacting my views. And if you want an update in a couple months to see how that actually had an effect on my channel, please let me know because I'm more than willing to do that as well. But those are three things, again, both personal and business that I'm changing to, again, do something different and just see what happens. I don't know if all of these things are going to have the desired effect, but I do know that if I keep doing the same thing day after day, I'm just never going to get to the next level or the ultimate level that I'd like to achieve. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit different, but again, this has been such a game-changing concept to me, even though it's nothing new. I just love how quick and easy DSD is to implement. So your call to action today, your play of the day, is I want you to hold yourself accountable. And I want you to open up Instagram right now, and I want you to send me a message. And I want you to tell me one way that you are going to DSD or do something different in your business or in your personal life. And you can tell me, you know, you can share this on your podcast or I'd rather you keep this private, but I want to hold you accountable because again, I want to share the wealth. I want you to see the same game-changing results that I'm seeing and that my clients are seeing. All right. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I will see you right back here on Monday. Monday.